0: Hello and welcome to Casting Views, the uncle and nephew hosted podcast that picks a subject each week. And well, you probably guessed it by the name we'll cast our views. I'm Dan. And I'm Lou. And we're going to take you through another thrilling ride of a subject. And I think it's quite a good one, Lou. This one, you specifically wanted to talk about it, didn't you? Do you want to tell everyone what we're going to discuss?
1: Yeah. So we'd actually decided on this topic a while ago. It's going to be on influencers. And now, again, i am going to caveat with the type of influencer that we're talking about. So the influencer that I'm talking about is kind of the Instagram famous person. The person that's kind of famous by virtue of being famous, I guess. Okay.
0: So I think, again, just like last week, I think before we get into it, let's have a promo from our friends so uh, we don't we don't sandwich in between ranting and raving. This week, it's the Fuck My Work Life podcast. If you've ever had a bad day or a bad week at work, and I'm sure everyone has at some point, if not many of them, this is a podcast for you. It's hosted by J and K, and basically they share listener stories from around the workplace. What's cool about this one is they do encourage you to contact them either by Twitter, email, or even leave them a a message on the phone for your stories, which they'll pick up in in an episode. I listened to one of their older ones recently, and it was about interview questions. And having been for a few interviews, it kind of struck a chord with me (laughs) (laughs) about some of the bizarre things you can be asked. But anyway, enough from me. Let's hear from them.
1: Have you ever had a bad day at work? Well, the Fuck My Work Life Podcast is perfect for you. Host J and K share listeners' entertaining stories from the workplace, which may have you thinking, you don't have it so bad after all.
0: Find Fuck My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform. And we're back. Right, so Lou, I can't wait to get stuck into this. So before <laughs> before we do, though, I mean, I know I know what an influencer is, but it's it's one of those things where it's kind of passed me by a little bit in terms of, yeah, I've just never really Understood it, and I think your phrase of "famous for being famous" is nail on the head, right? What I wanted to do was I, I initially looked up the obvious: what is an influencer, and and the, the the obvious line is someone who affects or changes the way other people behave, which you know kind of makes sense. But I, I dug a little more, and it, it's basically it really started in the early two thousands when marketers started approaching influential bloggers and forum moderators, asking them to promote products in return for freebies and. It then progressed to, to cash. It became really kind of kicked off when YouTube started in 2005, Twitter in 2006 and as you've said in 2010 with Instagram and that is now most influencers platform of choice. There are a number of them who and we'll get on to this who portray a very carefully curated version of their lives and that is called SponCon so for sponsored content which is brilliant. <laughs> It led me to then digging a bit bit more. I was blown away by a couple of things and we'll go into it now. So by the end of 2019, so I know a couple of years ago, the influencer marketing industry was worth $8 billion a year. $8 billion.
1: It's like GDPs of small countries. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I know. It's, it's unbelievable. And a report by a group predicted that it would actually by the end of 2022. So this year it would grow to 15 billion globally. The creator economy, which is known by, built by those who post and monetize content online, employs more than 50 million people and is the fastest growing sector for small businesses in the world. But the next thing as well, so so that was number one, 15 billion globally. Number two is what I didn't know. And it it might seem obvious to some, but to me, it sort of smacked me in the face. There is now a union in the UK for influencers called to create a union. <laughs> and in the US, they've got a trade association called the American Influencer Council. I mean, in the backdrop, I guess, of what we're going to say is... There's a lot of money in it, and they're unionized so yes, yeah. yeah, so
1: <laughs> let's go, and do you know do you know it's mental as well is most influencers I would consider to be self employed so the fact that they have a union i don't I don't quite understand what they're being protected against is it is it being like abused by nefarious like agencies or advertisers is it is it protecting them from their own crap sponsorship deals that they might take it's it's very strange, but I wonder if it is a bit more like said so trying to put some
0: rules around it or or Protectional protection or guidance for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, in reality, it, it's quite lucky that we chose to do this episode when we did because there's been a couple of events, obviously, as you know, and that you've probably seen and as our audience will have probably seen um, all over Twitter. And they've come about recently specifically with regard to Instagram influencers. Now, I didn't really know much about this first person, to be honest with you. Name kind of ringed a bell. Uh, and that person is L Darby. Any context on who she is? I think I know this
0: one because... You mentioned it to me, but I wouldn't have known who she was, no.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd I'd heard the name, but wouldn't be able to place it for anything, to be honest with you. And El Derby over the past, well, really kind of week and a half, has been involved in what is basically just a a racism scandal. There's, There's actually no way to kind of like sugarcoat it. I won't repeat any of the tweets on this podcast, just because I feel like some of them are actually horrific and i feel like it might take us off a platform yeah so if you do want to go and read the tweets you can obviously just go on twitter and pop her name in and they will present themselves but really horrific things and they've all surfaced from about 10 years ago now I said to myself I was like okay well you know 10 years ago and I saw somebody do a breakdown of kind of what what's been going on with her and 10 years ago she was 18 when these tweets were made okay so she was a grown woman I mean you know when you're 18 you can go out you drink you already drive at that point you can do anything you want you are responsible for your own life young but an adult right? Yeah, young, but but an adult. So there is no, well, there would, wouldn't be an excuse for it in any case anyway. No. But there's no even way for her to play on the thing of naivety, because it's just incorrect in any case. Yeah. But there are some abhorrent tweets, literally just turning around and saying that she just hates and despises particular groups of people. Like I said, go and go and see them for yourselves. But they are absolutely horrific. And then people did a bit more of a dive into her So from what I can understand, she's basically just Instagram famous, um, has a brand with her partner, Baby, do vlog, like short vlog type videos as well now, I guess. And they kind of come as a brand together. And in addition to the tweets and that sort of thing, her partner's also been caught up in it with tweets that he sent. Again, I would probably say less, less of them, but again, just of the same ilk, just abhorrent racist stuff, really. It's just, there's no other way to put it. He's also now been exposed for cheating on her and being unfaithful. Um, And then she was also found, which is the least terrible thing of everything that she's done (laughs) thus far, to be editing pictures of her baby that go online. So she's got what is like a newborn, really, really young baby. And she posted a picture and then the partner posted a picture and her one turned out to be edited because evidently, you know, in the quest for perfection as these influences to portray. a baby a baby yeah so it was literally getting rid of like facial imperfections or like a just a like a freckle or something on a child like it, it's just really really weird that she actually put an apology video out and i think it's difficult because obviously everybody's taking it as it being absolutely stupid and like disingenuous because there was a statement that went out after she'd acknowledged it and it was just you know one of those kind of like notes paragraphs that everyone puts out for an apology it's like the standard thing like will they come with a video will they come with a note chat i often play apology bingo so i'm gonna say are they
0: (laughs) looking straight at camera but with a sad face yeah yeah okay check is the lighting not necessarily flattering have they have they not necessarily made themselves look like they would do in one of their pictures yep yep correct make yourself
1: look as run down
0: as possible okay is there the odd tear here or there
1: yep absolutely started with watery ice
0: do they say i was young i've grown i've matured and i'll continue to learn
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, something along apology those lines bingo. We, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> we should do an episode like this every time there's a there's a scandal with a celeb we should play apology bingo apology bingo sorry carry on you yeah. um, but yeah i mean and in the statement as well that was put out prior to the apology video it said something along the lines of, you know, the tweets that, that I sent weren't a reflection of me at the time and aren't a reflection of me weren't a, aren't a reflection of me now and weren't a reflection of me at the time. And that's just a little bit strange because obviously it was a reflection of you at the time because otherwise you wouldn't have tweeted it. Like it was just yeah, yeah. the biggest yeah. load of hypocrisy. It made no sense. Like I I don't understand. But yeah, that's that's one of the big scandals that's come out this week. And and really, it started a conversation in my mind of what do influencers actually provide us in the context of people that are famous for being famous? Because I think that people, when they rely on themselves being the brand, and I'll, I'll say this, and I don't mean it in a terribly harsh way, for the majority of the time, there's no discernible talent is the common theme amongst the collection of people that we might continue to talk about. There's no discernible talent talent or, or skill that they have that is the reason that people tune into their content and so as a result with their personal brand being everything that they rely on I feel like influencers feel that they can get away with it because they think well people love me for me because that's why they're following me so as a result anything that I do must be acceptable that's kind of the perception that it gives me
0: the ones I know are generally because they've appeared in a reality show over yeah here, yeah or they've got you know they look like a model if not both of those over here, what is the, um, is it Love Island, isn't it? Yeah. It feels yeah. like And if you come out of that, you're an influencer.
1: Yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah.
0: And so that's exactly it to me. An influencer is just another word for a marketing tool. But rather than it being adverts or billboard campaigns, they've taken someone who is potentially there's, you know, they, they're in the eye for a split second. Let's exploit that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, I think that influencers well jump on the bandwagon without having an appreciation for number one, the audience they reach and number two, their own flaws in reality. And I think that that's evident from the fact that this girl has built an entire brand about her family being like a loving family. And you know, it's all wholesome content with family vlogs, when in reality, she's turned around and evidently had an absolute hatred for just particular groups of people. And it's just a little bit, disgusting to me because it's kind of like you've built yourself to be you know this wholesome person when in reality you are just a bit of a piece of shit and this is only in the instance of El Darby because obviously what she's done is inexcusable and like I said people when when they see a scandal like this will be immediately be like well can you know is it is it something that's taken out of context so you know you've seen people that have made jokes for instance that would have probably been acceptable 10 years ago and no, no one batted an eyelid at but this is inherently in and of itself something different it's you know it is horrific yeah
0: I, I've seen it and whether you like that or not as well there's a difference between edgy humor and to what I saw the comments saying they hated a particular section yeah, of society. Yeah. Th- that there's a difference between the two St- yeah. some people may still not like the humor side of things and I get that just coming out and saying, I don't like these people. You've left the line behind you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the the thing is as well, it's just like, it's just all of these tweets were just made in such like, they were just statements. And I just thought to myself, I was like, number one, what even possesses you to post that to the people that you're following anyway? And what makes you think that the people that are following you will just happily turn around and accept that? And I know it was a long time ago, she probably had 30 followers on Twitter who were all her dipshit friends anyway, right? Because inevitably, if you saw that, like i don't i don't i've i've never seen a tweet like that in my life from anybody yeah. that i've ever followed and wouldn't expect to because the thing is as well right i just feel like influence of influencers have got less self awareness about them as well because i immediately as well went to L arby's instagram page because i thought well the comments on this are going to be very very bad and one really really stood out to me now obviously so, lo- her tweets are about lots of different subsections of society and one of them turned around and said you know what, I'd loved your content prior to what's happened. But as a young Indian girl, there's absolutely no way that I can ever watch this again. And I just, uh, sorry, ever watch you again. And I just thought to myself, imagine being a person who's invested so much time or potentially financial support as well, buying the shit that you would hawk right through your Instagram, watching your vlogs, only to realize that the views that that, that you've reflected, right, Literally, are just hatred towards that person. That person sitting at home behind their screen who's invested so much time in you all of a sudden realizes this person actually hates me because of the way that I am.
0: Yeah, and that's absolutely a really good point. Because, and you said it earlier, the danger is also that the person is the brand. You know, we won't go down the line of necessarily serious crimes, but often if it's a musician or an actor or an actress, if they do something that you don't agree with, well, you'll still watch the films or you'll still listen to an album because it's the music. You can almost detach yourself from the person, but you can't with an influencer. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because they are the thing. That, that yeah, is them. you are invested in the person. Right? Yeah. And that's what the difficulty was. And that comment kind of struck a chord with me because I thought it must just be a slight... Again, I just couldn't think about the person that... The demographic of people that she's spoken about who would be invested in her content have all of a sudden been completely invalidated. By things that she said and it's just such and, and then the way that the apology comes out and says it's not a reflection of who i am now and even a reflection of what i was and i'm just thinking but that's just disingenuous you're now lying to it you're, you're, you're literally now lying to backtrack to try and save yourself because you've realized like it, it just makes no sense to me but if i'm being honest i want to move on from old derby because i just i can't i don't want to give her any more airtime
0: before we do did you say how she got to fame, do Do we know?
1: If I'm being honest, I just think she was an Instagram influencer that built right. a following. I mean, well, there was a period of time where lots of Instagrammers actually did build huge followings on Instagram. More difficult to do now just because the market's oversaturated, in my opinion. Yeah, But that's what I think she did. She then started putting out videos and vlogs. I mean, and the thing was as well, like, it was strange to me how invested people are in influencers, because I went and searched her name on all social media platforms just to see what was going on with the event. Because for a period of time, this was all the internet was talking about it was all, it was all on my feed. And I went on TikTok and then mixed in with the like, most popular videos or videos from months ago where, you know, people were making videos saying, oh, my God, she deserves the world. Her family are so lovely and they're so beautiful. And, oh, my God, this is amazing. I just think how stupid must you feel now? You've invested yeah. your time into a person who's then come out and all of this, this stuff has come out after the event. And they've been brave enough and so brazen as to put it on a social media account, irrespective of when it was right. And how much of a knob must you feel because you've invested your time in this person now?
0: Yeah. And then in the apology, like we said, the annoying thing is these apologies are never apologies
1: yeah yeah in, in the sense of
0: it's not it, that wasn't me i'm a different yeah, person yeah. now no it was you own it
1: yeah yeah and that's the thing like in reality i mean there's actually no way to get around there's actually no way to get around this in my mind i think she's lost about hundred thousand followers at the point of us recording this episode there is no way because i think they've been dropped by their management agency as well but even for the management agency they turned around and said well she's no longer being going to be someone that we can um work with and sell shit products through her for so it's the next cash cow i think the management agency is thinking about But there's no way back for her because of what's happened. I just, yeah, it's just something that set me off, to be honest, over the course of the last thing. But I've always had it with influencers, to be honest. There's no discernible talent. I've always found it strange the level of investment they get. When in reality... It's all a facade. And I mean, we'll go on to talk about this because what she has shown you, and this is very evident in this example, given the context of what she's previously said on Twitter and the views that she's had, because again, if she's brave enough to put that online, what must she say behind closed doors? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what the thing is for me. It's like, I mean, in reality, it doesn't really get much worse than what she's put online, but. What must she actually be like just generally as a person? At maybe that point? some
0: people's filters aren't like that. Maybe that was her. And it's just now because of and it will be something I come to later, maybe because of the her new lifestyle that's been managed out of her or it's been managed to say, no, that's your offline life. Yeah. But, yeah. But maybe yeah.
1: earlier on that was her true self. Because in reality, there must be people in her life or close to her social media channels because it's difficult to turn around and say that a person can change from that because of the nature of the statements. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, saying that you hate a particular type of person is mad because what in your mind has justified that view and what in your mind will change it at any point? That's yeah. the strange thing for me, for you to build that opinion. When
0: they're paying you, when they're keeping you in your lifestyle yeah, that yeah, you, you yeah. want. That, that's, yeah. that's, you know, and I'm sorry, but yeah, it's, you, you love everyone if they're paying you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, th- and that's the thing. I just think to myself, you know, it, it's just kind of evident from what's happened, how terrible of a person you must be behind closed doors and the fake persona that you've put up. Because what you've done is you've chosen to show screen grabs of your perfect life with your perfect family. And all of this darkness is hiding in the lurches. It's yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a fucked up situation. There's no other way to put it, but yeah, I mean, I think that when we start talking about terrible people in our episodes, I don't know if we do like a regular 15 minute one to rank the worst ones that we've talked about. Or maybe
0: we just (laughs) keep it updated in
1: the year, like a league table. Yeah. Or we do, um, do you know, one of those YouTube tier lists? (laughs) Top of the (laughs) pot. Do, do, do like a YouTube tier list maybe. Yeah. Up three places. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on from El Derby, there's also been um, another example that's kicked off recently, and obviously to a different context and a different level entirely. Because, like I said, there's no coming back from what El Derby did, because she's evidently an abhorrent person. But the second scandal that everybody listening to this will have likely seen is Molly May's podcast or the podcast that she did with Stephen Bartlett. Yeah, I saw that.
0: Well, I didn't see the podcast, but I saw what the media cut out from it yeah
1: yeah obviously the memes hit twitter really really quickly as did the clips um, of particular aspects of the podcast and to be honest i'm always willing to give someone a fair shake and a fair chance right obviously not with l darby because she's a knob with molly may i thought to myself i was like well i've seen the twitter clips so if we were going to do influencers i wanted to give her a fair shake and turn around and listen to the podcast so all one hour and 42 minutes i listened to well, It was a painful experience because I'm not particularly interested in her.
0: Did she manage to influence you into buying anything? I don't know what she She didn't does. manage to, to influence <laughs> me into buying
1: anything. Although there was an advertisement for Huel, which is like that energy drink, oh, I yeah, think, at yeah. one point. It's all kicked off because Molly May basically given a podcast to talk about where she is in life, um, what she's achieved thus far kind of how she got there the clip that you likely will have seen to our viewers listening at home or on the train or wherever you are at the moment is likely her clip where she said that everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day um you know she said that she didn't come from poverty or have struggle that's fine but she had the same 24 hours in a day that anybody else has um, and you know she's gone to achieve her dreams um she at one point said she has the same 24 hours as Beyonce does as as do we all we all do have the same 24 hours as Beyonce I'm just not beautiful and or have a good singing voice Uh, (laughs) I've heard you sing I've heard you (laughs) maybe on the net we'll let go Uh, but yeah there was a big backlash for it and so I thought to myself well I'll tell you what I'll listen to the podcast and to be fair I I I didn't really think much much else of it the statements that she made, I think, were really hypocritical. And again, like we said, just very not self-aware, not understanding that's exactly who you are. It.
0: That's exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's really, I think, what the problem is for it. Because again, the people that buy your products or follow you online are all very normal people, right? They buy your products because they buy into you as a brand. So all of a sudden, when you say something either abhorrent, like what l Darby said, or disparaging about the people that are buying your products, like Molly May said, you're going to get backlash for it. they're is just an expectation that that's going to happen. There are a couple of other points which didn't really hit the Twitter sphere meme
0: <laughs>
1: as, as much as they probably should. The
0: Twitter army assembles when there's a scandal. I mean, there oh my God, honestly.
1: I, honestly, I, you know what? It's, as soon as you see your name trending on Twitter, you better find the biggest hole to go hide in because there's no way that you're surviving.
0: When, when I wake up in the morning, do I check the news? No, I look at TikTok to see what, what most of the videos on TikTok are that morning to see like, what's <laughs> happened overnight. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, go on, go on.
1: but yeah, there was a couple of other things that she said. I mean, they continued to talk about her being from a place called Hitchin. Um, and you know, she, she was talking about, you know, very small town at one point. They said, Oh, you know, uh, you know, small town mentality and that sort of thing, which I thought was a little bit offensive just by virtue of the fact that I've got close ties to Hitchin, yeah, we, we know Hitchin. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we know Hitchin, and I think she was a little bit unfair about the way in which she was talking about it. She was also a little bit disparaging about her parents. Now, she said that both of them were in the police force. And she said, at one point, she said, you know, what what motivates you? And she said, well, you know, I came downstairs and, and I used to sit in the living room with my parents and just seeing them live normal lives just absolutely terrified me. Like it was just something that I knew that I immediately didn't want. And I just thought to myself, I was like, your parents are the ones that have probably just presented you with an easy life because she yeah, said, I've never yeah. had struggle or anything like that. I'm like, your parents are the ones that have put you with that opportunity to not have any struggle. I was like, perhaps it might be a little bit nice of you to turn around and just appreciate. Be a bit grateful. Because, be, be grateful because you've not had struggle in your life. That was something that I found weird. And then something that I thought was a little bit hypocritical was she turned around and he asked her um, what she wanted to do when she was younger And she said, oh, I wanted to get into performing arts, but really quickly turned around and, you know, realized that I did castings and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's such a cutthroat industry. I just knew that it wasn't going to be my thing. Um, She then went on to say about being a fashion buyer and went to fashion school. But that obviously didn't happen because she got into Love Island Prize that happening. And it was strange given the fact that literally three minutes earlier, she'd said that everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. And again, because it's a lack of self-awareness, it's like, well, you've just turned around and said to me that you can achieve anything with your 24 hours, go chase your dreams and that sort of thing. But your dream was performing arts and you're blaming the industry as the reason as to why you didn't get in, which is hypocritical to me. Similarly with the fashion buying stuff, well, you didn't get into that. And she went on to say that she had a really good Twitter, uh, Instagram following prior but then went on to say that she had to move from Manchester because she couldn't pay her rent. So she said she was doing really well anyway. And, you know, everything that she's built, she's built now. But in actual fact, before you went to Love Island, because the whole premise of this podcast was that she didn't take her success from Love Island. Which inherently is a stupid state.
0: The only reason I know her name is because I know, and I don't want you, but I know she was in Love Island. So, <laughs>
1: there you go. yeah, yeah, this is the thing, because I mean, the memes that hit. Um, did she Twitter win it? Did she win on. it? Or? I don't think she did. I think she came second, if I remember rightly. But her and her partner, Tommy Fury, who I'll have a comment on, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I forgot about him coming up, obviously built a brand together. So as soon as she's come out of Love Island, she's presented with what are probably hundred thousand pound brand deals with companies like Pretty Little Thing and fashion companies. I don't know, I don't use any of these companies anyway. And I just thought to myself, again, you're so not self aware. You're turning around to your followers and you're saying, you know, I've built my 10 million pound brand of molly may all off of my own back when in actual fact no love island gave you the platform and you were presented with business opportunities inherently anybody else placed in the position that was memed as much as you were in love island would likely be in the same place because we've seen very successful people come from love island in terms of influencers
0: and that's what i was going to say just going back to what she said about this she said a small town small town mentality did she
1: yeah she did well
0: Hitchin is in a small town it's no it's no London or New York but it's not it's not you know it's not like out in the sticks it's not a rural area where they haven't seen technology or anything you know yeah yeah there's not an excuse there the second thing about the parents right okay use it as motivation but absolutely like you said don't say I wouldn't want to live like them just say they've struggled to put me in a better position to better myself you know, yeah. you, you can say it like that. What she said, like we said, go back to the other person at the start. What that person said was really wrong. This one, while it is it is insulting and can be seen insulting, I think she's suffering from a case of naivety and, yeah, like you said, lack of self-awareness. I think, you know, kind of what she's saying is right. And bless her, she was trying to defend herself by saying, I'm correct, though. There, are, People have got 24 hours. It's like, yes, Molly, there are 24 hours in a day. <laughs> but not everyone's got the resources that you've got not everyone's got you, you know the, the support network around you she went on to to love island she got picked and that's what made her i mean she might have done something outside that own the fact that you went on it use it and say yeah brilliant that springboarded me you know you've got to put yourself out there to do it but no she's used that and i think in her head how, how old is she was she 24 22
1: 20? 22 oh, she's 22 so 22, she yeah
0: she is young probably in her head and i know people you know and i've seen people like this in you know, quotes horrible quote the real world say um the same thing that you know they've earned a lot that you know they they've, look at what they're doing look how successful they are but haven't necessarily said well the, the money's been in the family yeah i think she's convinced herself that she's built this empire up and that appearing on love island wasn't a lucky break it was a it was a strategic thing, which I obviously she had to apply, but she's earned it because of that. And yeah. and I think she's then that's where you're offending people by saying you've all got the same time as me. No, you've appeared on that and you've become famous off of that. So lap it up while it's there.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing as well. Like I have got no problem with anybody that's wealthy by virtue of just having money oh, absolutely. or it's in the family, it's been inherited. Good I luck honestly to you. yeah, Good I don't care. For. I just think fortunate absolutely fantastic for you but don't be disingenuous about that fact like you can't be a trust fund baby like Dan Bilzerian and then say, I've made it all gambling in poker because it's horse shit. It's disingenuous. No one believes you and people don't respect you for it because you are lying to their faces. And that's kind of how this comes across to me. And like I said, I mean, you know, she is young, fine, but you have to remember also, she has got a team of people around her that make sure her image is perfect, who again, should maybe be bringing her a little bit down to earth in terms of, yeah, love Island made you because if she went on that podcast and said, you know what, I'm thankful for the opportunity that Love Island gave me because now this is what I have because of it. I don't think anyone would have cared. Yeah, And and that's the difference. But it was the 24 hours in a day, you know, that's what it is now. And obviously there was a lot of talk about her and being the creative director of Pretty Little Thing. But in reality, Molly May, as a person and as an influencer, is a very marketable person.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: She is a cash cow in and of herself. She's got the creative director job at Pretty Little Thing, one would assume, because it's a business decision for the company. It's a good working business decision. She benefits from it as well. Ultimately, it's money all round. So, you know, you have to just turn around and be honest about it. Would she be the creative? She said that she'd worked with Pretty Little Thing previous to her stint on Love Island, which is fine, absolutely, Um, because they do work with smaller influencers. But would she, bar Love Island, would she be the creative director of Pretty Little Thing the answer is no to that question and and that's that's just the facts
0: you know i'm not saying i don't know her necessarily but i she could be a talented person but the thing is what she is doing for example like um people go on the x factor or britain's got talent you could level the same criticism of that they haven't worked their way up through the pubs and clubs i don't care if if you know if they've got the talent and it's spotted and it's uh, and it's used then fair play but the thing is like you said she's been picked because she was the face and she was the um, flavour of the month for appearing in that programme, which has gone from strength to strength. Like I said, it's become really popular in this country, hasn't it, Love Island? Yeah, and, yeah. and it does seem to be the vehicle to get you into fame. So just like like you said, would she have been the creative director of that? No. Who knows what she might have done? But, you know, own the fact that you've had a luck. Now, what I was... And what you were saying about you know her, her saying this and she's having a team of people to you know maybe rein her in. No, I think what's happened is that this is what happens when someone who has been tightly managed is given a little bit of freedom and slips up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And potentially believe in her own hype and then thinking, yeah, no, I can do this and has let a little bit of what she thinks come out. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and... Oh, know, sounds like it probably is. I'm not going to sit here and berate her because I think it's just naive. Yeah, yeah. Words have got power. You've got to think about how you use them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and and this is the thing as well that I've that I've said before. When influencers are the brand in and of themselves, you have to appreciate that the level of significance of your words means even more, because there is nothing else. There's no, like I said, discernible talent. And that sounds horrible, but there is no other discernible talent. Right. So as a result, everything that you say is going to be closely inspected because that is your brand and your words will hold weight. Like the 6.5 million people, I think, that follow her on Instagram. And she's turned around and said, yeah, your parents lives didn't want that for me. Yeah. Bit shit in it. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? It's that is just really, really offensive to the people that are holding her on the pedestal
0: (laughs) also it's a slap in the face to the people that are following her because basically what she's saying is yeah i don't want a a, a, quote normal job
1: yeah i wouldn't want to live like you
0: yeah which is what basically her followers are going to be having right a normal job
1: yeah and and this is the thing it's just that lack of self-awareness entirely and you know i don't know if it borders on arrogance because I don't know whether or not I am I know I know of her well enough to turn around and make that claim. But if you were to look at this interview in and of itself, and there were a couple of good things from the podcast. She talked about, you know, abuse online and that sort of thing. And the way that she's cautious to portray body image because young women nowadays are really conscious of that sort of thing. She doesn't want to portray that uh, a fakeness around body image and that sort of thing. So there was a couple of things in that podcast that you could commend her for. But like I said, it was just, again, I think that your point is fair where you turn around and say it's kind of almost the mask slipping because this is what we've seen with influencers when it's happened like this. All of a sudden they get embroiled in a situation that is of their own making and it makes you wonder is this just you not being controlled by the PR team because in it as well she turned around and said that her life's really like managed to the minute which is strange because she's just you know on her Instagram stories apparently sitting in bed with a frappuccino or something yeah, yeah. Um, or with Deliveroo turning up to our six times a day and it's strange because she said that her manager was basically her best friend and she had she said that she had a really small circle of friends, just generally. So it makes me think, is everybody that's in her life just there for the purpose of business? And that's maybe as well what the problem is, is because when you're surrounded by people who would turn around and say, well, you know, you're the brand, this is what you are, you're amazing, you're this, you're that. You will lose that self-awareness ultimately, won't you? Because yeah. you've got no appreciation yeah. for the, the real world it was just a a strange podcast. I mean, obviously, like I said, I don't think she's a terrible person inherently. I, I still don't really have an opinion on her here or there. however when you've got such a huge audience you have to be cautious of the fact that your words have weight and and to be honest as well even with like the backlash that's come i don't condone anybody turning around and going on their instagram and giving her abuse obviously but you know you have to accept that people will have an opinion on what you say me and you doing this podcast don't know how many people are going to listen to this but ultimately we have to accept that if people don't like it they might leave us a crap review
0: i know i know my mum will be listening so hi mum
1: (laughs) do you know what i mean like you know it's going to be a one-star review there (laughs) But do you know what I mean? We just have to take that with the territory because that's how it comes. So exactly, I think exactly. it's, it's it's also unfair for people to turn around in, in defense of this. When you've got legitimate criticisms of a person, it is fine to air them as long as it's a legitimate criticism. Like I said, I'm not condoning anybody going to our Instagram page and just giving her hatred for the sake of it. But, you know, it, I think it's fair to make judgment on people who have a huge influence in potentially society, especially amongst young people, when when they fuck up, I think it's fair to have an opinion.
0: Do you know what it is? What she's saying is no worse than the things you see, or, sorry, hear on The Apprentice. Yeah. The difference being they are almost laughing figures on that program now. Yeah. You know, they become caricatures. And, and like I said, we've got to go right back to the start. What an influencer is, someone who tries to change and affect the way people live or, or what they, how they live or what they consume and that's a pretty powerful powerful thing if that is in fact what's happening and that's the thing you know if you're then telling your six and a half million followers whatever that whatever i don't know what our parents are but working in a shop or driving a bus or you know working in an office if that isn't if that's oh my god that's appalling i don't want to do that and you can all do what i've done you've got just as much time in a day as me to sort yourselves out that's that's just wrong
1: yeah and and the thing is, as well, a lot of people have said, oh, you know, she was trying to be legitimate with it. But in reality, if we applied what was said to any other industry, we would think it was stupid, wouldn't we? If a footballer came out and turned around and said, everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day, you could be the best footballer, that as good a footballer as I am. I'm like, yeah, but also in terms of practicality of life some people aren't in that position similarly like you know if if a racing driver came out and turned around and said everybody's got the same 12 hours in a day you could have been in my position yeah but not everybody's (laughs) got access to a go-kart when they're eight years old
0: i've got 24 hours in my day but i don't have nike coming to me saying do you want these things for free and (laughs) uh, you know just just take a picture of them and i don't have you know ferrari saying do you want to drive our latest car yeah that's 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 not happened in my 24 hours for many years
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and the thing is, as well, there was a little bit about Tommy Fury. Now, he was obviously embroiled in a online beef with Jake Paul, you know, big American YouTuber, came off of Vine, now like a semi-professional, I guess, considered a professional boxer. And during the whole like beef, Jake Paul had offered him a million pounds to turn around and fight him. He said, I'll give you a million pounds. And at the time, um, it still is, obviously, would have been Tommy Fury's biggest ever payday right because I've spoken about his professional boxing record he's not famous because of boxing he's famous because of love island right because I have got a zero fight record in my professional boxing record (laughs) I've won zero lost zero and I've still got a better record than all of his opponents thus far okay, there go. so it's just a bit of an illustration and he went on video to his instagram followers in a message directed at jake paul and said million pound wouldn't even get out of bed for a million pound like not worth anything to me you know I, i'm 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 about bigger life than that this, this that and i thought to myself i was like number one as a boxer you are not entitled to that million pound because you as a boxer are not worth a million pound for a fight right The reason you're worth a million pounds is because of the name that you hold, because of your social media status, because that's how you're famous. And also, you're turning around and putting this message out to Jake Paul, directed at Jake Paul, but the only people that are going to see it are your fans, because they are the ones that are watching your Instagram. And you have just told all of the people that follow you and love you as a brand that a million quid to you isn't worth wiping your ass on. And, And that, to me, is just an offensive thing to say. I just think, again, if you'd have said it in any, if it had been any other context in terms of any other industry, a footballer turning around and saying, oh, you know, a million pound um, in a salary is nothing to me, that sort of thing. Like you'd turn around and be like, what an arse. And that's the thing. I think it's the entitlement that comes along with influencers, makes them think they can get away with either saying things that they definitely shouldn't and doing things that they definitely shouldn't. See, that's the thing that I wouldn't get out of bed for X, Y, Z has been said
0: a number of times in the past. You know, it's often by people who are at the peak of their profession. And yeah. I think they've almost done, you know, nobody should ever say that deep down if we're analysing it. If they've earned their way up there and, and, and they are the best at what they do, you can kind of sometimes see why they're saying it. It's almost like an insult like, to a lesser opponent.
1: Yeah that's the thing if you are a prime floyd mayweather yeah you can turn down a million pounds but that's because it's evident that you are inherently worth more than a million pounds but when you are tommy fury who all he's doing is getting drunk and and hasn't ever made a purse like that in boxing ever you don't have a right to say that and and if i hear that name i just think of his brother Yeah, yeah. And that's the (laughs) terrible thing, isn't it? That's the terrible thing. That's
0: all. So, yeah. So, you know, he's he's not influenced me.
1: But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I I saw an interview with Floyd Mayweather recently, um, just because he's the example that I gave. And he was talking about money um, and what it meant to him. And he turned around and he said, you know, he said, obviously, he said, you get to a point where I've been in my career where you've been getting $50 million checks and $100 million checks and $20 million checks. He said, but the check that was always most important to me and the one that I I enjoyed getting the most was the first one that I made for a hundred thousand dollars he said because I realized when I made that amount of money he said I'd realized that I could now help everyone that was around me he said that was the most important one to me because it had taught me that I had made it as in the talent that he had that was the moment he made it and it was almost you know I'm not saying that he's discarded the 50 million dollar checks he said but that was the one that was important to me and like I said from somebody coming from from a statement about a million pounds not being worth anything right to then floyd mayweather who's made 100 million pounds telling everybody about how that first one was the most important one for him it 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 just it, yeah it's just an offensive thing
0: that story about the 100000 check the thing is that has come at the end of a boxing belt right yeah and he's ha- he's worked that and that's the culmination of that training and yeah the beatings he's probably taken in in yeah, the gym, yeah, you know in, the gym. in, in yeah, training yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is something, He's, he, that, that's earning. Now, yeah, he, he that becomes pocket change to what he was earning later on. But the thing is, there, there is that satisfaction if you've done something. I can imagine, you know, can you imagine if that, you, you've trained and you've trained and you've trained and then you get that check. You must say, right, that is my motivation now.
1: But that's, that's the thing, I need. like, you know, Floyd Mayweather has been outed before for not being able to read, but he still had enough self-awareness to turn around and say, that first one, which is, nothing compared to what I've made in my career is the one that I was most grateful for. And it just shows an appreciation for where he's come from, the work that he's put in and the talent that he's used to get there. Whereas, like I said, with the influencer sphere, because there's no talent, there's just entitlement. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It is a funny world. I mean, influencer does the the opposite to me. When I see the word influencer, I'm like, right, I don't want anything of what they're having. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't know, was there anything else you wanted to say on, on those couple of examples?
1: No, no, the examples were just really kind of just to lead us lead us in. I know that we've been going for a while already, but... Yeah, no, because I, yeah.
0: well, I knew you'd have a couple of specific things. So well, I just then looked in and around about the kind of like the influencer, or not necessarily scandals, but kind of negativity or press. Now, before I do, there's actually a couple of little things. You, so, you know, we, we've mentioned a couple of times in other podcasts but here tonight about um fake lifestyle and portraying a fake version of yourself i saw a video now i'm just trying to have a look so there you know there are so many how-to guides on how to look good on on instagram but there's this this article i've seen so there, yeah so there's a cottage industry of how to guys that share tips for looking rich on on instagram like a video titled 10 ways to look expensive on a budget <laughs> right which again you know is, is, is kind of fair enough and so I watched a little bit of it but what I did have the issue with is she says these tips are to help you become the best version of yourself now to me because it's in a video of 10 ways to look expensive on a budget that is saying if you don't look wealthy you look crap. You look like shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You might find this hard to believe. I'm no fashion guru, but if I can take some tips to look good, right? <laughs> absolutely right. I'll do it. I'm not saying I don't want to look good. And you'll probably know a lot more examples of this than me, but there was a YouTuber who, who tried an experiment uh, where he faked wealth on Instagram. So he was using Photoshop, et cetera, to put himself in private jets, driving, you know, sports cars, standing next to celebrities. And at the end of a week, He'd landed a few thousand new followers just because of that. So, and again, it's like, it's just fake, fakeness wins.
1: Yeah. And and, (laughs) do you know what? Right. Here's an example. Leonardo DiCaprio goes into a film and I know that Leonardo DiCaprio in real life isn't Calvin Candy from Django. Right. yeah, Yeah. Right. Right, I know that. So when I go and watch Django, it's all fiction in terms of the the portrayal that he is putting on screen. However, the difference between influencers is they are essentially acting, but they are trying to portray to you that that is their real self and that's how they're trying to make money from you. spot on, spot on actually. That's the disingenuousness behind it. I accept that I go and watch Leonardo DiCaprio who will act for me and know that he isn't that thing, whereas influencers are going online to act and trying to benefit by pretending that that is real.
0: But what annoys me about the influencers is not necessarily where they're faking or being disingenuous. And it's not necessarily just them. A number of, oh, I'm going to say footballers, ha- have done similar things in the past. But it's where they then are almost mocking. Well, I'm going to call it mocking. They won't say it is. But like during COVID, where we've had lockdowns after lockdowns, a lot of the celebrities are splashing parties that they're having on yeah. Instagram. And, and it's almost like, you know, it's rubbing... They're not doing it for that, but it's like rubbing people's faces in. So there was a couple of weeks ago, I think now there was, um, well, for a start anyway, during during pandemic, there were loads of influencers were going to Dubai because I think Dubai was open and may still be open for for travel. They were going over there and they were calling it essential work, which, yeah, I'd love to to have that kind of be an essential worker where it involves going to like a sunny destination and just sitting on the beach. being given stuff by big brands but that to me again during a time when everyone was struggling either because of being locked down or because they were you know they were losing work they just felt crass to
1: me yeah yeah right yeah
0: and even i think last week or the week before there was a plane full of influencers going coming which way it was either from mexico to canada or canada to mexico i can't remember which way around but they were basically flaunting not just COVID rules, but also aviation rules, <laughs> and that partying, on, you know, drinking, <laughs> vaping, partying on the plane. Oh, yeah, here, here we go. So, yeah, I've just found it. So it was on a uh, Canadian government launches probe into a wild party on flight from Montreal to Cancun where mask, maskless influencers drank alcohol and vaped. Uh, they faced fines for flaunting aviation and COVID rules and have had their return trip cancelled. Well, that just shows they don't even necessarily, the followers are just what helps them get their contracts rather than people they actually think or care about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Not going to say that for all influencers. I'm sure there are good people. So, you know, like I said, we're not saying this for everyone. Like these people, they just obviously don't care. They don't, they're, 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 again, delusional, naive, or blinkered that they don't want to see what's going on around them.
1: Yeah. And do you know what, just cutting back as well to what you said about the influencers that went to Dubai, I think that's an interesting example because I think it leads into a train of thought that is the motivation behind it and the way that influencers are. People went to Dubai and obviously, you know, there are some YouTubers that I follow, for instance, that are actually travel vloggers. It's literally what they do. They show you the world. There's that guy. I can't remember. I think his name's Drew Pinsky. I don't know. If you no, I don't, no, I don't know. I
0: don't know. Um,
1: and he's famous for going to every country in the world and just basically illustrating what cultures like in every, every part of the world. He just goes to enjoy the culture in a country, to travel everywhere, basically, that he, he possibly can. And he video diaries it and that sort of thing um, and then makes kind of breakdown videos about where he's been, the favourite places, that sort of thing. But inherently with the influencers, I remember there was one, I think it was on Good Morning Britain, which to our American friends is um, just like a morning show in the UK on between like seven and nine or something like that. Yeah,
0: Breakfast show, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast show. And they had an influencer on. She was like, oh, you know, well. How is, it, how is it possible for me to make content when, you know, we're locked down and this sort of thing? I was just like, but you have to remember your brand is you. So if your brand is you, is it because you are scared of showing who you actually are in terms of what your life actually is? So is it because without the facility for a sandy beach in Dubai, you don't get the likes? Is it because of the no, not being on a private jet, you don't get the likes? Is it because of you showering in, a, in, a, in the Amazon or something like that? Is it because you don't get the likes? And to me, it's, again, that point at which the mask slips and you realise that it's all just a fake facade for yeah. the sake of the monetary gain. And yeah. like I said, if people put it down to that and were just accepting of that, if she'd have gone on and turned around and said, people don't want to see me on my sofa. I have to be on a beach because people want to see a lifestyle. Right, That's what they're following me for. I'd, I'd be a little bit less begrudging against it. I've you. spent
0: two years on a sofa. I'd love to see how how people look glamorous on their sofa because that's what I <laughs> want to try to aim for now. You know? Yeah, travel. I'm going to come on something later. So hold your horses on that one because there's one that wound me up at the time when it happened. I'm going to run through, through some fails. Let's call them influencer fails, right? And I just want to get your take on them. So this one was was called never let a crisis go to waste right so i think it was in 2018 not sure if you remember but there was there was really bad wildfires in california and yeah. i think it killed killed around 85 people so inf- opportunistic influencers used the disaster for self-promotion by posting pictures of themselves with hashtags now I'm going to send you the pictures shortly, but I'm going to read. First, what I'm going to do is, sorry, I'm laughing because I've seen the pictures again. And it's just unbelievable. The first one is called, is, is, so this is Instagram. It's got hashtag current mood. Seeing all of the unreal destruction in Malibu from the fire. It has always played such a central role in my work. I'm so sad for those affected and for the world to be losing such majesty's majesty sad face. Nice <laughs> message. Nice message, right? It is. I'm just sending you the picture now. Right, so have a look at that. All right. Do you see it? All <laughs> right. And I'll explain it for, for the listeners at home. It's a man on a rocky beach on his own. He is totally naked. He is standing profile to the picture holding a probably a stick that a branch that goes up to the neck and he's leaning on it looking down sadly and that's what is covering his manhood <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's basically I, a spawn description I think, <laughs> I,
0: I think i've described that right haven't I? And, and to me that's like oh my god you absolute ass, right I, I mean i can see his his absolute ass as well you know the thing is a message on its own is fine right it's it's you know he, he said it all but then to put the picture it's it's made it about him
1: But the thing is, as well, even with the picture, there's no context of of, of what's going on. So there's no context even in the photograph of destruction of the fire. He's actually stood on a pebbly beach with his dick stick covering his (laughs) (laughs) manhood. Trademark trademark casting views, dick stick. Do do you know what this reminds me of? This is like if you buy um, Michelangelo's Statue of David off of Wish and he comes in influencer form.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's a nice photo of him and you know he's, he's he's got the physique to to do that photo, but come on to try and make out your you're sad for the fires when you make you've made it all about you mate, yeah in yeah, that one yeah and the second one again I'll do the same I'll read the message um it says praying for everyone who has been affected by the Malibu fires I've been seeing the updates all day and it's so sad again really nice now here's the picture should be coming through now. And okay, it's been it's been cropped down, but from what I can see, it's of a a lady in a two piece workout suit, Nike suit, yeah, and in front of it looks like an office building.
1: <laughs> Again, pretty bang on description.
0: <laughs> Again, it's a they've made, she's made it about herself, and the picture to me is a reality takes away from the words.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: you know because so it's think,
1: disingenuous yeah it's, a lie. Yeah, it's bullshit yeah.
0: they could be and i'm sure a lot of people do they could be promoting support help donations for it not saying you want to put pictures necessarily of the devastation but basically they've put um portfolio shots of themselves on on a, a tweet to support people going through the fires and that's what i think is just wrong it's
1: just wrong do you know, do you know what as well do you know i like in this too? do you know when i spoke about she shall who shall not be named El Darby at the beginning. yeah yeah bleep her name in the edit
0: <laughs> got no budget i don't have a bleep machine <laughs>
1: we're going to have to get sound that's why we're explicit future. yeah um, when when i when i said there was that comment from the person who said you know i can't follow you anymore because of who i am imagine if you have lost your home in a house fire or oh, sorry in a wildfire you've lost where you live and nobeds right are turning up right to where you are and taking pictures on the nearest beach to turn around and give you condolences like it's just the biggest slap in the face lack of self-awareness and it's not even lack of self-awareness because surely you must know that that's not right surely you must know at this point i shouldn't be promoting they've made it about themselves that's that's the thing do you know what it is it's taking a terrible situation and not understanding that this isn't the correct opportunity for you to try and promote your brand as an influencer and that's exactly the issue Two people who evidently yeah. must have no discernible talent, right. as I said before, yeah. turning around and building their brand off of the back of something that they should be aware of. But the
0: thing is, I'm sure people do try to, I'm not going to say take advantage, but I'm sure people do look at getting involved because, you know, maybe it's it's all about profile, right? But what they have done, though, with that is they've made the, the disaster They've turned it and made the post about themselves, not the disaster. That's the big thing. Is it's it's not about you. It's about the the shared grief and shared devastation that's happening in that area. Yeah. Anyway, I want to move on because uh, that that one that one wound me up actually. The next the next three, to some extent, are probably not as bad, but they still show either the shady side the fake side or the negative side of influencers so one right and 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 this is this sounds funny but there were two influencers who took part in an oreo lick race right (laughs) now what that is apparently is they um they challenge each other to see who could lick an oreo clean first but what these two guys didn't disclose was that their content was actually paid for by oreo's parent company so whilst it's not It's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Again, they're making out that they're doing this. Oh, let's do an Oreo challenge, right? Let's do this that. But they're actually being paid to do that. So it's like, would they would they do that normally? Do they like Oreos? No, you're 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 making out that you're having fun, challenging each other to do something mainly because you're paid. So so uh, being paid. So there is nothing almost real about that, other than the contract you've got with a company to pay you to do that.
1: Yeah, you just know as well. It's like one of those like like stereotypical things. They turn the camera off and immediately spat the Oreos out because they were like, "No, can't, can't, I don't, just don't like them."
0: They probably spat that out, and the next thing was the next biscuit they've been paid to promote, or the next drink <laughs> yeah. they've been paid to drink. That's what it is, you know. They probably ran through it, and and you know, and that's what it is. I mean, look at us, how we're kind of thinking the worst of them. For me, I, I will now look at things and say, and and I'm, I'm probably just really um, skeptical, is the word. That's right. And I'll look at something. I think I said to you before you, you mentioned one of the podcasts about a celebrity drinking a bottle of water. And I said, Yeah, probably because they'd be paid to. And that's that, yeah. that's me now. I'm just skeptical. It's like everything it's like anything you're seeing, it's like, is it real? Um okay, the next one I'm laughing because again, the, the, you'll have seen it. The fire festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? yeah. Seeing <laughs> seen the documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. So whilst it was jar rule. You know, and a tech entrepreneur. What the story was, and, and they were in the documentary. There were sixty-three of the biggest influencers were paid to promote the festival. Um, the influencers posted an orange-colored tile on their social media accounts with the hashtag #Firefest, and the first one of these posts got three hundred million impressions in twenty-four hours.
1: Bloody hell! That is that's monumental numbers. That is yeah.
0: And for me, okay people that advertise things you don't necessarily know up front I mean how much due diligence can you can you do or, or I'm not saying they necessarily knew it was going to be the shambles that it was but it just shows that it can't have been in place you know because we've all seen it we've seen how bad it was it's it's just like go where the money is were there any questions asked or did they just say yeah we'll go to this island we'll go you know in, in the beach we'll go on this party boat and yeah we'll take the you know we'll take the money I don't I don't know
1: yeah the, the, and, and and that's the thing there's just no consideration for anything it's it's it, with the examples that you've just given it just seems like everything's a constant money grab
0: yeah if there was an attempt to say right is this a legitimate thing I'd be surprised
1: yeah do you know what it is with the whole promotion of the products thing it's led me to something that I remember watching a long while ago and it's to do with the um youtuber Jackmate Jackmate's British youtuber um got a podcast now um i think it's called happy hour where he Get slabs on that sort of thing. Um, but he used to make videos um on YouTube, kind of like those 20 minute things, and one of them was basically pranking um Love Island stars into promoting a fake product. Oh right, yeah. So what he did is he, he basically wrote to a load of like management agencies or or these people direct, and he created a fake brand of cosmetics called J J A Q the first word, which is yuck. And then M-A-I-T, Jacques Mate Cosmetics. (laughs)
0: Okay, okay. Very (laughs) well hidden. Yeah, yeah, very well
1: hidden. Um, And he wrote to all of these celebrities, basically endorsing the product. And I think what he did is he basically just took like Dove, like face cream and stuff and <laughs> yeah. put it in these tubs. sent them a load of fake things. So basically just agreed a fee with all of these people. But I think on the website, you made a whole fake website and I'm pretty sure he'd made like the creative director of the, the, the website and the brand. And then like the managing director, like people from history, but like Kim Jong-un like, had his <laughs> yeah. picture on the website. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I think at the very bottom of the page, he literally wrote a paragraph, which was something about the product being fake. And he said, he was just like, if any of these management agencies, and or influencers had read any of the stuff on the website, they would have known it was all fake. Right, he said, right. honestly, they would have just yeah. needed to have read something, but they would have obviously just clicked on the website, thought, yep, yeah, this is brilliant, brand deal two grand, here we go. And then he got a load of videos back of, like, Love Island celebrities promoting this, like, face cream in videos. And obviously, he's turned around and he's just bullshitted them all completely. But it makes you think as well, right? And this is the thing. It leads back to the Molly May thing. Obviously, this has all been set up through management agencies. Some of them have been direct as well. But again, even the management agencies are creating a world in which influencers don't need to think because they're saying, you have got an opportunity to make money. You're going to do it. This is how we do it. Yeah, Yeah. So they become terribly non-self-aware all because they're also surrounded in a circle of people that are just there to make money and again it's an embarrassing thing i think one of the guys that did it was somebody who wasn't wasn't particularly popular on love island got voted out really really soon but i think he actually tweeted a chat mate being like well done you actually got me he was like "Fair's."
0: well going back to what you were saying though it's because it's not a world they know they didn't grow up or graft in this they just been put in this so it's like okay you're telling me to do this fine i'll do it
1: yeah yeah
0: well you'd like to hope that after that experience they'll probably the next couple they'll probably take a little bit more seriously do you know what i mean
1: yeah that's true that's true but yeah i just thought it was a really good example where you were talking about people just doing money grabs and advertisements of people that had just been duped and and again in reality just had no right to be duped because it was so evident from the beginning
0: no no exactly exactly now i've got one more i'll say minor one before i go into the two that have wound me up in the past right um because, yeah, we need more winding up now, don't we? Um, okay. This final one is, oh, so, you know, we often see, like, giveaways and contests on social media. Yeah. Well, there was the case of, and this one was called, and, and this, you know, try work out the clue here, don't rig contests for your friends, this one was called. <laughs> <laughs> and it was um, followers of an Irish beauty blogger, an influencer, thought something was amiss in a competition when this influencer teamed up with a jeweler to give away two high-end bracelets. After she announced the winners of the two luxury pieces of jewellery, fans noticed something was amiss. One winner was the girlfriend of the influencer's brother, and the other winner was her best friend. I mean, <laughs> coincidence? Coincidence? Did just them two enter?
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe there was yeah. just a lack of entries. You never know. I mean, I don't know what the odds of, of, of winning the, the, the two entries being two people that you know immediately
0: yeah i mean do you know what yeah let's disregard that because we're just doing a big disservice the fact that her brother's girlfriend and her best friend won the two prizes of high-end luxury bracelets i'm sure there was nothing dodgy going on there at all
1: but do you know what it is as well I mean I don't know if the company's been involved in that because it's also terrible for the company so if you are the company involved in running this competition to give stuff away and it's the the influencer that's turned around and and fudged it like that it looks horrific for you as well
0: yeah absolutely I mean that's the thing we're just looking at it from the point of view of the influencer but I do wonder the brands you know especially if they're smaller more local ones if they if they have taken a hit Right, let's get on to the, with the ones that are going to wind me up, right? Instagramers and influencers taking a piss out of their followers, right? I think this couple take that prize or can take that title. So it was, I think it was a few years ago, it was a pair of Instagram influencers being heavily criticised for asking their followers and members of the public to fund a vacation, right? <laughs> so, okay, you think, how how much is it part of it or whatever? Self-described lovers, travelers, and dream chasers. Oh, that's quite—it's quite romantic, really, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This couple—I won't go into their names. They—they they ran an Instagram account where they had thirty-four point eight thousand followers. So decent, you know, decent showing. The couple announced plans for a tandem cycling trip to and to and through Africa from Germany, but they asked their followers to help. Right, and it's like, here we go. We see how much they're going to raise. They asked to help raise ten thousand euros, which was eleven thousand two hundred and fifteen dollars for the vacation. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, there's just no shame. Now, I'll come. Let me give you the rest of the details, and then we can just basically say say what you want about them. So, they set up a GoFundMe page for the trip, um, and on that, they said basically, we want to take you all on this huge adventure. A celebration of life as we ride freely across mountains, by the sea and through metropolitans. We will show you the beauty of this planet and its inhabitants, but also the ugliness, they continued. We need you. They then said they needed funds for both preparation and for the trip itself, explaining that the money would go towards the bike and gear, food accommodation, internet and SIM cards in every country, so they could keep their followers up to date and insurance and emergencies. They added every dollar, every message, every couch or garden for our tent. Any help you can offer will help us go further. At a time of writing, six people donated to the couple's cause, taking the total to 200 euros, $224. And the last line I've got in this, uh, they had previously discussed their unemployed status, saying, I have seen and done too much to just go back to a normal job.
1: <laughs> have at it. it's just disrespectful to the people that you've asked to donate because they're all working normal jobs and you know with this one as well right that is two people who are again lying about their intentions because it's all about oh i'm showing you the beauty of the world this is that when in reality What they want is they want the funds to go and do the trip is what they want. If you turn around and say, we can't afford to put this content out to you, but with your help, we would be able to, even if it was framed differently, I'd be less begrudging of it. But again, it's fake because it's, you know, we're going to show you the beauty of the world and this is what we need to do it because we want to take you on this adventure. No, you want to go and have this experience, but you don't want to pay for it because if it was about the content and taking your audience on it, you would fund it yourself, wouldn't you? By working your normal job to go and fund it. Yeah. My God.
0: And that's the thing. For me, there's two things. One, this, the arrogance. Two, yeah, that last line, you know, I've seen and done too much to just go back to a normal job. It really is a slap in, in the face to everyone. Um, You know, if they had just said, look, we're going to be going through these countries. Can anyone put us up? I haven't yeah. got an issue with that. Back, yeah, yeah, You know, whatever. But, but asking for that as well as 10,000 euros, you know, $11,000. It's just unreal, and and also, yeah, the the people. If there are people, then honestly, that want to see live their lives through them, it's you know there were there were six people that donated.
1: Well, I actually just jotted it down now. It's about thirty five dollars each as well per person. <laughs> That's you know
0: <laughs> what, who, who are these six people? You know what what I was going to say is the fact that they just think they can command money because they have got the followers, and that they think maybe they'll pay to see the pictures that they're promoting so you know let's look at podcasts youtube there are so many people providing content for free basically and you know if people want to chuck us money you know we're open for office really good free content out there that people aren't asking money and then people that are just famous for putting pictures on instagram want you to pay $11,000 to them so they can go on a trip
1: and then potentially also benefit them because they'll make a deal if they get any more popular to turn around and have something sponsored in one of the pictures that you've paid for them to take.
0: Yeah, yeah it's With, unreal.
1: Like to those six people that donated, Google Images is actually free. <laughs> but you can <laughs> yeah. even go and ask Jeeves. Like, I'm sure Ask Jeeves even has pictures of like what the world yeah. looks like. Yeah. But whatever browser you're on, Google is yeah. free. Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. Have, have a look at
0: that fake vid that the guy did, you know, where he put himself on beaches and next to famous people. Watch out and then do that. <laughs> the last one and this this winds me up and this shows the kind of the nasty side and and it's not you know nothing overly horrific but have you i i, I hadn't i only found it i knew this area of discussion but i hadn't heard of this but have you heard of the hashtag um hashtag couscous for comment?
1: I've not actually.
0: No, I hadn't. I mean, I like couscous, but (laughs) it sums it up. I'll I'll go into the description, but it's basically influencers trying to get free food from restaurants. And if they don't get it, they'll say, right, we're going to break you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So one day in, uh, I'm I'm not sure when this was. Who are they
1: turning into? The fucking Sopranos. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like even Drago in uh, in Rocky Four. I will break you. <laughs> Basically, one day in, in April, of, whenever this was taken, a chef and part-time owner of, I think this was, yeah, Australian restaurant was checking his emails when he saw a request from a contestant on, on an Australian reality TV cooking show. She wanted to dine for free in his restaurant. In return, she would post some stories on Instagram, giving him exposure. This guy didn't need the exposure. The restaurant was one of, or is one of Australia's hottest restaurants, which I think is brilliant. And celebrities such as Katy Perry ate there when she was in, in town, by the way. She paid for her food. <laughs> and his own Instagram account actually had more followers than the influencer, right? So he posted a response to the request, and that went viral. And he, what he said was, how about you do the right thing and pay for your meal like everyone else? You do not generate any hype or actual dollars for any business you post about. The Australian tax office, suppliers, nor staff care about exposure. If Katy Perry can pay for a meal in my restaurant, so can you. Good luck with your depressing demo at the shopping centre down the road.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Give this man a medal. Yeah.
0: Then and then be, uh, uh, before I move on to other things, he said the reason why he was devastating to her is not because he's a bully. But it was disingenuous, and that's exactly the words you said. It was yeah. disingenuous of, uh, in collaborating with them. And also, they didn't do any research on the restaurant or himself, because if they did, they would have seen he had far more followers than any of them.
1: <laughs> that's the best bit. Imagine the restaurant you're trying to get free food from is still more famous than you.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he should have said, I'm going to post negative stories about you. because yeah, yeah, yeah he understand.
1: Understand. <laughs> I'll
0: get my followers on my page. <laughs> Popping over here to England, there's a chef who who runs three venues actually in St. Ives Cornwall, which is a very nice part of the country, told the Guardian that approaches he gets from influencers can feel like blackmail. It's like people try and blackmail us. We want stuff for free or else we'll write a bad review. Only this week, a customer who wanted a discounted glass of wine but was made to pay full price took her complaint to social media. Within 30 minutes, there were hundreds of extra comments on the post, many of them negative. You feel like you have to monitor every social media thing. People want to take you down. He said he's approached several times a week by influencers wanting free food. Most offers he declines. And he also has to spend a large part of his time dealing with online reviews and scams.
1: And that's the thing. That's the point as well, where being the like nature in which the entitlement presents itself as well. Because it's it's a case of like them turning around and at this point saying, well, if you're not going to benefit me, I'm going to be a detriment to you.
0: But rather than saying, okay, fine, we won't come in then, or we tried, or okay, all right, look, we'll come in and we'll pay. We'll, we'll see what the, you know if you are a good restaurant or not. It's like, no, we're going to hurt you, and that yeah. just shows a, the vindictive side. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think you said that at the start. You know, we said at the start about the mask slipping
1: yeah yeah and that's what it is because the thing is as well it's it's damaging for well it's horrific for the influencer in terms of their their persona in two ways because number one they're trying to get something for free and inevitably and and trying to destroy a business along the way if they don't conform to what they want and also it's confirming to all the people that follow them that said well if you'd have gone to that restaurant they would have given you a free meal regardless of what you thought of it you would have said it was fucking fantastic wouldn't you
0: yeah, exactly. Because you
1: got it for free and that was the yeah. deal.
0: Yeah. Well, Ashley would we'll come on to that. Now the thing is, okay, he runs three restaurants. I'm not gonna say he's a struggling restaurateur, but I don't know him. I'm not gonna say he's he's mega rich. But they're going to someone who's 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 trying to have a make a life. That's his livelihood.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This isn't a game. If they lose a thousand followers, they'll probably pick up another thousand next week, the influence. Yeah. But this is someone's reputation, right? Yeah. And, you know, in the food game, that that's everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, it's like, you know, they could help. They could help these people, you know, and, and they would come out of that good as well. Because if they've gone and had a great restaurant, it's like, oh, look at them. They're out helping support businesses.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a yeah, win-win. Exactly, exactly.
0: And, you know, why has this guy got to spend a lot of his time dealing with fake online reviews and scams when his life is probably difficult enough in terms of running through restaurants?
1: And, and that's the thing. Where a person's brand is, is, is themselves, they must think that everything they do is correct. And so as a result, if someone challenges that, they must be the one in the wrong. Yeah. Um, kind of leading on for that, I, I, I can't be specific about it because it's something that went through my timeline really quickly on Twitter. Yeah. But I saw a story of a musician, and I think they were like a songwriter. Um, and they posted messages between them and an influencer who said oh do you want to come and do my wedding you know that sort of thing okay so, yeah, yeah, that's actually yeah. Yeah. fine we'll organize like a fee that sort of thing and she said oh no, no no I was just thinking that maybe you could do it for free because like obviously it's got to be a wedding that's got loads of other influencers that, at it think about like the exposure that you'll get and also all of the other business opportunities and the response from the bloke was right so you want me to do a gig for free Right, because you're promoting me to all of your influencer friends who will then turn around and want me to do gigs for free because I'm promoting them to all of their followers. He was like, so what you've done is you've invited me to do something for free um in which everybody's going to expect me to do that same thing for free so in reality it's not actually a business opportunity for me it's just a way for you to save 400 quid
0: absolutely and i've got a few in this one because this one does wind me up this yeah there's been a lot of bad things we've said but for me it's just that there's all they're trying to do they're not even trying to make money out of this they just want freebies right yeah so going back to the the hashtag so Couscous for Comment was started in 2016 by a co-owner of a bar and restaurant in Sydney. So we're back in Australia. After an influencer contacted him asking for a free meal in exchange for a favorable review. And you know, this is what this guy said. Any review where the payment is a free meal, you're not going to get an objective outcome. Which is yeah, spot, on. Yeah, it's yeah. spot on. As for the influencers who promise exposure, with influencers, you have no idea how tangible the outcome is. So much of it is guesswork. So much of it is fake followers. What is in it for a restaurant to give away a hundred dollars worth of food and drink, and and someone has, for example, the majority of their followers outside of that country?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Which is true. true. I mean, just because you know I'm in the UK, a lot of my uh, followers could be in North America. Yeah. How's that going to help the business down the road? In Perth, there were reports that restaurants were giving away free food to Instagrammers because they were too intimidated to say no. And, you know, going back to the thing about who are they, the Sopranos, but that's yeah. kind of what it's coming across, protection yeah, it's, money.
1: It's extortion. It's literally yeah,
0: extortion. Yeah. At a cafe, the manager said she was getting three or four requests from influencers for free free food every week, and she never turned them away. The main reason behind this is a fear of negative publicity or backlash. In Brisbane, a restaurant there, the owner was a victim of fake reviews after it turned down a request from an influencer for, for a free meal. After the influencer requested $400 worth of free food and was declined, the restaurant co-owner and chef posted his partner's response on Instagram saying, I'm not really sure when or why it became acceptable to exchange an Instagram post for years of hard work from two small business owners. This is not something we are interested in. We run our business with dignity, honesty and integrity. Within 24 hours, the influencers had posted two fake Google reviews, one saying, very rude, I would not go back, disappointing food. But because the restaurant is so small, the owners greet every diner so they're able to call out the post as fake. Uh, part of the problem, as far as chefs are concerned, is a sense of entitlement among influencers. And, you know, and that's it. And that goes back to what we were saying. That's a cafe, husband and wife or, or partner, you know. And they're being, they're being intimidated, strong arm yeah. trying, you know, $400 of food.
1: Yeah, and the thing is as well, they're minding their own business. Like They've not asked you to go in there. They've not turned around and approached you. You've approached them. You've approached them, and they've said no. Even if they tell you to do one in the most rude, horrific way possible, you don't have an entitlement to ruin their business.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, like I say, I feel, I feel for those ones who were giving the food away because they were too too scared not to.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it would have spread, wouldn't it? Because yeah. influencers are all in the same circles as well. So they would have said, oh, this place will give you free food if you've got X amount of followers.
0: What, what I'd love to know about those is to say, you know, were they at least giving them publicity? Because yeah, yeah. the impression I get is they were saying, right, give us free food or we'll give you negative publicity. They were giving the food, but not giving them any publicity. Yeah, but if they yeah. weren't getting it, they were, you know, it is extortion. It's that superiority complex where they think they can go in and demand free stuff because yeah. that's what they think they're entitled to. Oh, it's, it's It's shocking.
1: You know what as well? Do you know what's really funny? If there are any people involved in organized crime that are listening to this, they're probably turning around and thinking, you know what? It's a brilliant idea there. Yeah. Like, we don't <laughs> even need to we don't even they they're like, put the baseball bats away. We just need an Instagram account. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word.
0: Uh, it, and the thing is, I wonder how many of these huge influencers um are how many of the followers are bots or bought accounts as well
1: yeah yeah exactly because that's another thing like there have been so many scandals where it's been influencers caught with fake followers and that sort of thing you know what they are they're the no profile egg profile picture in (laughs) not they a number in the name yeah that's like you know ak927914 underscore 72 or something like that like joined (laughs) yesterday (laughs) (laughs) it'd be amazing if anyone does have that username i'll listen to this recording back and search for it (laughs) but yeah that's the thing like it's just also, it's also fake, and it it's it's difficult for me because it's all all of the fakeness is what buys people's investment, yeah. and it just being sold a lie. It's just it's strange. I mean, like I said, I don't have any personal um investment in any influencers who are again the type that are just famous for the sake of being famous. So I just I don't understand it. So if you are listening to this, have a look through your following list. If any of them do pop up, have a think maybe about what that person. I, I, I thought you
0: were. I thought you were going to say, have a look at yourself. Have a look at, into your soul no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what you're have,
1: have a look at your following list see how genuine the people that you are following on there are and and you know it's, it, it, but then, it then have a look at fun. yourself and have yeah, a look at your soul <laughs> and if you are listening to this and aren't following us um click that follow button on us because we we wouldn't lie to you like that i don't yeah. spend my days on a beach in dubai
0: <laughs> but if you want to give us ten thousand euros to do so, we'll take yeah, yeah, pictures yeah, yeah, and sure, show you. <laughs> sure, yeah,
1: yeah, why not? I mean,
0: wh- what I was going to say is, and and absolutely, and you know, I'm always trying to be on on you know on the balance side. I'm not saying, and we're not saying every influencer is like this. I think it's just it is that warning sign that it is a a very unsure line of work. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the people, the the responsibility that they can. And probably should have. I mean, so we're not saying everyone's like that. And we've got currently 780 followers on Twitter. So if anyone wants to give us a contract to put anything on our Twitter timeline or <laughs> a, an ad, you know, we'll take a contract to put an ad in this. <laughs> highly listened by our family at least podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's me done. Lou, is there anything anything you want to say before we finish up?
1: Yeah, no, like I said, I just I just don't really understand the investment in the influencer for the sake of for the sake of influencing. It's just it's just a weird it's always been a bit weird. And I don't know if you'd said it previously, but I uh, I think this came out of you when we talked about this episode in general. I think that you said that all of the issues with influencers, whilst we're saying it's not every influencer, they are common enough. That it feels like it can be a problem within that industry. Yeah. So we we you know I I think that that's the stance that I'm willing to take. I look at all of these influencers now with just like the the just with skepticism because I'm going into it with the attitude of this is probably all nonsense.
0: Basically. Yeah, that's it. I I think if if I see an artist creating a fake piece of work, I don't necessarily think every artist is a fraud, but right now I kind of do I am really skeptical about when I see someone called an influencer
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: you know and and that's probably more on me right but look just looking in the the little bit of time we've taken to research everything we've found
1: yeah yeah and this is the thing I think and it's
0: just it's just touching the you know it's just it's the tip of the iceberg right
1: yeah and that's the thing because like I said similarly to linking back to the first example that I gave that's what we can see imagine what's behind closed doors
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I think I'll I'll leave my piece there.
0: Well, with that guy in that picture, we don't need to what, imagine what's behind closed doors because he's put it out all on show in that tweet. Yeah, uh, my
1: God. <laughs> Size of the stick, it couldn't have been cold on that bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, yeah, I'm leaving it there. Right, before we go, remember what we said at the start, have a listen to the Fuck My Work Life podcast if you fancy listening to, you know, a really fun podcast. For us, if you've liked the show, or even if you haven't liked it, give us a rating. Uh, leave us a comment, rate and review where you can. Let people know about this. Spread the word about us. Um, you can get in touch with us if you want to let us know anything, what your views on influencers and, and the whole scenario we've discussed. You can email us on castingviewspod at gmail.com. You can grab us on Twitter at castingviews. And We'll finish with, we know there's a lot of podcasts from which you can choose, so we thank you for listening to Casting Views.